friend of ours. He's been coming to our church for years, and uh, he's just awesome. And uh, appreciate him and his wife, Kathy. Let's give it up for them one time. Love them both. Got to have dinner with them last night. They're just awesome people. And uh, just come on up here, man of God, and, and uh, have your, ha- take your liberty. Praise God. Amen. Let's give it up for Peter one time, guys. Amen. Amen. Good morning. I think before we start, my wife, see Kathy, my beautiful wife, come here. She got a word for you guys, and uh, she just want to share it with you. Um, she really hear the Lord's voice, so I'm going to give it to her now. That's <laughs> uh, on? Yeah, it's on. Okay, for this church, I, I saw a party at the river, and there, there was a, one of those floating rafts, but it was young people, and they were just all partying and diving into the river. And I felt like what the Lord said is that this church, just like a, a party for young people at the river attracts the young people, I believe that this church is, is a church that's attracting people, but I, I really feel that there's a lot of young people that are going to be attracted to this church, the river of life. Amen, 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 amen. You can take that to the bank. <clears throat> Amen. It's good to see you guys. Some familiar faces, some people's names I forgot because your pastor didn't invite me for five years. And, uh, uh, so, um, but I'm here <laughs> finally. And in five years' time, amazing things have happened. We plant the church up in Minneapolis. I begin to look like Jeremiah Johnson. Yeah? It's like rubbing off on me. Suddenly my strings is loose here. It's because of him. Um, we planted a church in Minneapolis. We gave it over to our son. He's pastoring it in the last in three years. We planned that and get that going. And um, um, just my, I'm not crying. My eyes, is, uh, my eyes is like tearing this morning. I don't know why. It's maybe something in the air. But amen, God is good, and um, we're living in Inola, Oklahoma, uh, about 30 minutes from Tulsa, uh, downtown, and uh, we are in Healing Grace Church, that's our home church with Pastor Greg Reether, I don't know if you guys know him, and um, it's a growing church, it's, we, we, just, we just slot in there when we move there in June, and it's amazing, we just sit and watch what God is doing there, Amen. But we are here this morning in Kentucky, and it's cold, and it's, uh, I didn't bring it here. Jeremiah always tried to accuse me that it's me bringing it here, because I remember five or six years ago, I was stuck in that hotel, and uh, here was a storm, and I know that the people in Kentucky cannot handle a lot of snow, and uh, so I was stuck well, two days in that hotel, only me and the manager, <laughs> and he made a pot of chili. And that made me run, but <laughs> I'm not going there. Um, but uh, good times, amen. We are living in an amazing time. I think I'm living in the most amazing time of my life ever. Because I have intimate relationship with Jesus and the Father and the Holy Spirit I never had before. It is just something that has shifted in my mind and shifted in my heart because of deeper understanding. And I want to go in that direction with you today. And um, uh, uh, Jeremiah was talking about joy here and that if you've got grace, then you have joy. Did you know that the word charis is rooted in the word kara, which means joy? Grace come out of the joy of God. With joy, he has given you grace. Hallelujah. Isn't that awesome? It's not like, okay, let's give them grace, you know. Maybe that'll help them. No. It came out of joy. And um, he was joyful to just pour out. He couldn't wait for that moment when Jesus came from the grave that he can pour out grace on mankind. When the Holy Spirit hit you, it is grace all over, man. Because it is the Spirit of grace. And we are living in a time that is amazing. The most amazing thing that can ever happen to you is that you come to the conclusion in your mind and your heart that God dwells in you. There's nothing greater than that. 
I mean, the resurrection is most of the mo one of the most amazing things that have ever happened. Man was risen from the dead with Jesus. God become a man. God took our sin upon Him, our corruption upon Him, our failures upon Him. He died it away. He buried it and He rose from the dead, one new man. It's one of the most amazing things that could ever happen because if Jesus is not risen from the dead, we had no faith. We had nothing. You agree with me? We might as well join any other group. <laughs> Are you with me? But the church is really the body of Christ. I was saying one morning I was standing in the church and and I, and I had a bad week. How many of you sometimes had a bad week? This is not recently. It's quite some years ago. And um, while I was telling Trudeau, I said, Father, you know what? I'm actually in a place that I just need a hug. I need a hug from you personally. That's what I really need. And we were worshiping. We were standing and worshiping. And the next moment, I feel two arms come around my legs. And here is this little girl hugging me. And... And I stand there and he said to me, I am in all people. And it's me hugging you this morning. And I broke down in tears. I want to tell you, we don't understand. I think mankind have not come to the depths of the realization. What really happened with you the day when you accept Jesus. Kingdom of heaven have moved in man. We don't have to pray, let your kingdom come. His kingdom did arrive. Jesus prayed that prayer before he was risen from the dead. Are you, you understand what I mean? I want this kingdom to come every day through me. To you and to other people. And that is what is powerful. You are not just thrown into this world to, okay, go and squander and have. No. When he created man, he gave man a purpose. He said, have dominion. Have authority. Rule. Subdue. Be fruitful. You are not just here to live from by, to by and by. You are here to, <laughs> to make a difference. Amen. Yes, I'm going ahead here of my stuff. But there's a verse in Psalm 91.1 that says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. So today I'm going to speak about the restoration of your secret place. Man, and this is going to help you a lot because me and my wife, Kathy, we are, we, are like, we are like meditating a lot and hanging out with the Father a lot. And it's amazing how uh, the things that He show us and the things that we experience with Him. And I just want to throw, say a couple of things about prayer here before we go on. Um, there's a verse in Philippians 4, 6, and 7 that we know so well. Be anxious for nothing, but let your request be made known with prayer and supplication and thanksgiving. And the God of peace who surpasses, um, or excuse me, or the, the, the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Christ. It's important that you see that. Amen. Prayer in itself don't really have power. If you, if you pray to turn God's arm or you pray to talk God into something, there's no life in it. There's no power in it. Is when you understand the essence of the fullness that you have in Christ Jesus, then you understand you actually need nothing. When you understand that you are in a unity with God, because in the Spirit right now, everything is already provided for your journey, for your unique design. God didn't just make you, you are uniquely designed. And you are on a journey on this earth and God provides for that whole journey. It's already provided. I'm telling you, this is amazing. You know, uh, 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 someone make a statement this week that really, really touched my heart. And, um, and, and what it says is, is that, uh, um, and I, I, I really want to make that statement. It's, it's, it says, don't try to find out what the world needs. Find out what makes you alive. Then go and do it because the world needs people that is alive. This is powerful, man. You are not just um, uh, uh, put on this earth because the world is waiting for the revealing of the sons of God. And sometimes we think, if something special can happen to me, if God can just... 
if God can just come from heaven and just do some special new move on me, then, <laughs> then maybe it will happen. In reality, you just need revelation knowledge. You, you, right now, as you sit there, you are full of God, man. Wall to wall, you and God are one. This is one of the most amazing things that Jesus made, the statement that he made in, in John 14 when he prepared his disciples. He said, in that day, the day when the Holy Spirit comes, you will know that I am in the Father and the Father in me and I in you and you in me. This is amazing. It blows your mind because we are so observed, we are so caught up in what's going on in the world around us. We are so caught up in circumstances. We are so caught up in what other people think. We are so caught up in the things that we think about ourselves. You are uniquely designed by God. Amen? Amen. You're still there. See, see, God said to Isaiah, excuse me, to Jeremiah. God said to Jeremiah. This is what God said to Jeremiah. And this is under the old covenant. He said to me, behold, I formed you in the womb. Before... I formed you in the womb. I knew you. Think of that this morning. Before you were born, I sanctified you. That word actually means I set you apart. And I ordained you to be a prophet to the nations. Now, I can say this morning to you, before you were formed in the womb, God knew you. Amen? And He set you apart for something amazing on this earth. Thank you, Jesus. You may sit down now. You are very enthusiastic this morning. Are you guys with me? Um, I'm going here through my notes. I'm just laying a foundation here to get into things. So, so in that same passage where he talk about prayer, be anxious for nothing, and he talk about prayer there, and the whole thing is, is that, that, that you need to be in a place that your heart and your mind is at peace. Um, then Paul go on in that passage, say to the person next to you, don't worry, it's going to get good. Um, then, then, then Paul go on in that passage, and then he say, finally, brethren, he say, finally, make a conclusion, come to a conclusion, logizomai is the Greek word. It means to make a calculation and come to a conclusion. It's the final end. He says, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, Whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these. Hallelujah. The things which I have, excuse me, the things which you have learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. Hallelujah, Jesus. Now, okay, you may ask, uh, I was asking the father the other day, what is the secret place? You ask yourself that, play, that, that question, what is the secret place? Did you know that the thoughts between you and God, the secret, nobody knows about that? Do you know that your thoughts are secret? You don't share your thoughts with everybody, good or bad. The secret place is your, the, your thoughts is the sanctuary. It's, the, it's the, the, the secret place. It's the place where you and God commune. And your thoughts play a huge role in the secret place and in your life. Your thinking got power, man. Are you with me? Yeah. Our thoughts are silent uh, 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 words that only God and you know. You agree with me on that? You can think stuff of your husband or your wife that you're never going to share with them. You can think things of other people that you're never going to share with them. You can think stuff with, about yourself that you're not going to share with other people. Really? It's the secret place. It's in your spirit. It's in your mind. It's in your heart. It's where you and God meet. 
All right? Only God can hear it, but these words can affect your inner man, your health, your joy, and your attitude. Amen? So I discovered a while ago, quite a while ago, I discovered that I got dark thoughts. Man, I don't know what, it, what happened. I think it triggered, I realized it triggered it. I thought my mind one morning went into, how many of you discovered it one morning you woke up and, and you're just having bad thoughts? You're not even thinking straight. Huh? Come on, join the club. Is it only me that's holy here? Okay, so, so I, 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 I realized something in my past that long ago happened in my past. It triggered, it triggered it in, in me. And I begin to develop bad thoughts. It becomes so bad that, that I can't get rid of it. It's like, and, and then I begin to meditate on things where I was hurt. And I was begin to meditate on things that have, that have really, really uh, um, affected me in the past. And I struggle to get it out. If I, if I catch myself, I'm thinking of it. And now it begins to escalate into other situations. <laughs> and it escalates in such other situations. It was, it was like I'm going through this dark phase. And, um, and my thoughts was really not from God. And I realized that these thoughts is based on other people. And they are based on me. And, and, and I've missed something here. And, and I realized one morning the Lord just said to me, Peter, it affects our secret relationship that we have. And I said, God, I need help. Imagine you can every day think, as Paul say in that passage, whatever is pure, whatever is praiseworthy, whatever is... Imagine, imagine you can... Have a thought life like that. Because your thoughts got an energy field, man. People who think negative all the time, it's like you don't want to be with them. You, wanna, you don't, you don't want to hang out with them. Are you, have you seen that? They don't even have to say a word. You pick up something that's wrong. People who are positive, you want to hang out with them. <laughs> are you with me? It got an energy field. Your thoughts got an energy field. Your heart got an energy field. Love got a powerful energy field. Powerful. God is love. Hallelujah. And He's dwelling in us. So I look at those words in the Greek. Can I go with you quickly through that? Because the question that we have here this morning is, what does God got on His mind? That's the question that we have. What's on God's mind? Huh? And God want to share His mind with you. <laughs> Woo! I love it, man. Finally, he said, the, the word finally is logitumai, is to come to a conclusion, but the word true is athletes. I check each one of those words in the Greek, and I come to a, to a broader understanding of what Paul is really saying here. So I'm just going to go quickly through this so that I can show you what is going on here. So the word true is meaning that, what, that which was hidden is open now. Okay? So there's no hidden agenda. Our thoughts... Is not based on darkness. It's not based on something that's mysterious. It's not based on something that's closed up. And then the word noble in the Greek is semnos. You don't have to remember that. It comes from sembonai, which means to adore. Woo! It's better than the translation that they bought in, in the Bible. Are you with me? When you go and you look into the root of it. The word pure is haknos, which means innocence. Wow! So it's thoughts... That adore is thoughts that is innocent. The word just is daikaino, which came from decay, which means to see the likeness of God in one another. Can you see where I'm going here with this thing? The, and, and it means that there is no sense of inferiority, no suspicion, no blame, no regret, no pressure, no performance. That's what that word decay means. So when I look at you as a human being, that's how I'm supposed to see you. Lovely. The word lovely is profilio. It's exactly what it says. Pro-friendship. The word of good report, euphemos, which is the English word of making something famous. 
celebrate something. So I make you famous and I celebrate you. Huh? To bring it to light, virtue is arethe, which comes from the word aero, which means to lift up. So Paul say, and if I look at these words, then I realize that those things that we need to think of is how we deal with ourselves and other people. We see the innocence in them. We see the purity in them. We lift them up. We celebrate them. Thank you for your enthusiasm. See, what does God got on His mind? He got you on His mind. And the only thing that God sees is value. And God is want to lift you up all the time. Celebrate you. God sees the innocence in you. God sees nothing else. Doesn't matter what shape or form you are, man. Come on. When you understand the value that God placed upon you, people can reject you. People can do whatever they like. You still function because you know that heaven is behind you. Heaven is backing you up. You are not from this world. You are not born to be like the world. You are born from above. You are from another dimension. Love always wins. You still with me? Yes, sir. Man, I, I, uh, uh, me and my, my wife, we, we begin to work on hard on this, me and Kathy, that on, on thoughts. Wrong thoughts. <laughs> when, when, you know, sometimes stuff can happen in family or, or stuff can happen with people and stuff. And you can immediately go to, to what they say or what they think. You can't do that. You... You only evaluate yourself according to what God thinks of you. <laughs> you are very enthusiastic about that. I lost my, my whole thing here. This thing jump around. Are you guys still okay? Yeah. Peter is never going to come back to this church. <laughs> um, your heart and your mind... Is, is like, it's just like an apple tree that, that holds out the apples for people to eat. <laughs> Are you with me? It's just like your, your heart and your mind hold out your thoughts and your words. It holds it out to people. And people can eat from it. It's very powerful. The thoughts that you think activate an energy field that dictate the outcome of your day-to-day -day experience. Okay, that's still bad news, but we're going to get to the good news, okay? Not bad in the sense if you understand what I'm saying to you, amen? What you think and what you meditate upon in your heart and in your mind, that's how you see the world, and that's how you see circumstances, and that's how you see things going on in life. Let's look at the guys who come out of the, uh, Egypt. Um... God sent Moses to save them from their slavery. And they came through the sea. God opened the sea. They came through the wilderness. And then finally they arrive at the promised land. And the biggest mistake that Paul, uh, Paul, Moses made was to send out ten spies. Two of them was okay, but the other ten, no. Actually, he sent out twelve spies. Is that 10, 12. Yeah, I sent out to two was okay, the other 10 not good. The scriptures say in Numbers 13, verse 33, it says, There we saw the giants, the descendants of Anna came from the giants, and we were like grasshoppers in, their own, in our own sight, and so we were in their sight. The way that they see themselves, that's the way that they think those things see them. Are you with me? Why? Did they see themselves that way? Why did they see that this giants in this and that they were overpowered by it while God have, my goodness me, opened the sea? While God have rained manna on them, where God had defeated their enemies, saved them by, with a lamp from darkness and death. If you think of it, why? I honestly believe that they underestimated their salvation. I'm going to say it again. They underestimated their salvation. Why? Because they still have a slave mentality. 
They wasn't completely free of where they came out of. They didn't observe, meditate, take hold of what God have done for them. They go back into where they were. Are you guys with me? So they underestimated their salvation. And the word salvation in the Greek is not that I got a ticket from heaven. I mean, you're going to end up in heaven. Don't misunderstand me. We're all going to go to heaven. Hallelujah. Someday, fun, fun day, wonderful day, we're going to be with Jesus. But, but my point is, salvation, soteria, means to be made whole. To be forgiven, to be healed, to be delivered, to be provided for, to be made whole. That's what it really means. Amen? And they underestimated what God have done to them. They underestimated the whole salvation process of God and were intimidated by these things because they still see themselves as nothing. And it, it's all because of thoughts, okay? That's why when David, when David killed Goliath, and, and this is what I believe happened. It's not written in the Bible. You can maybe go study it, but I, it's not written in the Bible. He took Goliath, Goliath's head to Jerusalem. But I honestly believe where Jesus was crucified, they call that place the place of the skull. I believe this is where they throw Goliath's head. You know what happened? Jesus, 2,000 years ago, crucified the giants that we were thinking about in our minds. He killed it. Amen? At the place of the skull. I love that, Jesus. Um, if we have habitual thoughts in a specific way, we begin to frame and shape our lives because of our thinking. And many times thinking is based on rejection. Thinking is based on our background where we come out of. Thinking is based from things that have happened with us. It's like my dark thoughts, my thoughts begin to become very dark and I realize it begins to shape my personality. Amen? That's why the Bible talks about be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind in Romans 12. Because transformation comes with the renewing of the mind. So would God, would God say, uh, would Paul say, would the Bible say, or would the Holy Spirit say, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind? Um, or I say, do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Does God say that and it's something difficult? No. I believe that everything that's written in the Bible with the help of the Holy Spirit, you can come out of your thought life that you have and you can come into a lifestyle when you, that you have an energy field that is positive, that attract people to you, that attract favor to you, that attract the best to you. Because your thoughts is powerful. Man, we are uniquely designed. I saw a photo the other day. I should have, I should have gave it to you guys to put it on the screen. That they have one eightieth of your one cell in your body that they could capture on photo. On a microscope, they could capture it. It looks like a garden. <laughs> it looks like a garden network. It's powerful. It was only one eightieth of one cell. You've got trillions of cells in your bodies. You've been uniquely designed. And God dwells in you. That's why we have to come out of all religious mode, man. <laughs> Understand that this is real. Amen. See, when we understand the value that God placed upon us, and we have that, and our conscience is full of the value that God has placed upon us, it will begin to block out all restrictions. It will begin to block out all thoughts that come out of the past, that, come, that was hurting you, and things like that. Because Jesus say, that when Jesus came and looked for the Bible, say, and, and, and Jesus prophesied actually, and he said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. That's not like people living in poor circumstances. That is people poor in spirit. And to heal the broken heart, what that means is your heart, with your heart you believe. Romans 10.10, 10, you agree with me? So when Jesus said, I came to heal the broken heart, He is saying, I'm coming to heal your broken belief system. Thank you, Jesus. 
And I realized how broken my belief system was because of my past, because of religion, because of the things that I went through in life. And Jesus came and he brought healing to my heart. Through the anointing of the Holy Spirit, which is right present here now. Thank you, Jesus. I want to tell you something. You can have confidential friends that you are hanging out with. And you can maybe think your friends shape you. No, your thought pattern is shaping your life. What you think about yourself, that is what's shaping you. Not other people. Maybe what they say, and maybe what they, their behavior can have an effect on you and you can think around it, but on the end of the day, it's your, it's your thought pattern. So, so here is the thing. And now we're going to begin to talk about how God will bring you out of this. Amen. How many, how, how many of you want to live in that place where... You, you come to the conclusion, like Paul say, finally, think on these things. That, that, that your mind, don't you think the body of Christ will be powerful if we think that way of one another and we think that way of ourselves? Wow, that, that's how God thinks. Do we fail? Do, do, was God mad with me when I had dark thoughts? No. Does my, your dark thoughts affect God? No, it doesn't affect, it can't affect Him. If it affects Him, then it means the cross was not a success. But the cross was a success. And because the cross was a success, God don't have it against you when you got bad thoughts. But God want to bring you out of it. And God want to restore your secret place where the two of you meet in your thought life and in your words and your communion and your fellowship. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So let's read the passage here in the Bible. I want to show you something there. Is that okay? In, uh, in uh, Romans 8, verse 5 to 12. I'm going to try to read it as fast as possible. All right, because Jeremiah is already yawning. For those, for those, who, live, for those who live according to the flesh. Okay, listen to what I say. Those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. Say mind. Hallelujah. For those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit, for e but to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace, because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for not subject to the law of God. Now, first of all, I want to say to you, before you get confused here, the, the law of God that we talk about here is in verse 2. Verse 2, what does verse 2 say? Verse 2 say, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus have set me free from the law of sin and death. So the law that he talk about here is the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. They're not subject to it. So if it's enmity to God, you know what it means? It doesn't mean that God is now your en enemy or anything. It just means he put limitations on what God wants to do in your life. Thank you, Jesus. God is bigger than what you can ever imagine. Me and Kathy, I want to tell you this story. It's actually a powerful testimony. Um, uh, we, we want to buy a home up in Minneapolis. Man, you remember when the house booming was right here through COVID, you know, house, the, what was the interest? 2.1.9 or something. <laughs> People would bet like $60,000, $70,000 overpriced uh, to get a house. They would pay it, you know. And we, wa we want to buy a home. We want our own home. The two of us. Man, we just, we just run into all kinds of closed doors. Nothing worked for us. Finally, we gave up. But what we didn't know is that God always knows better. <laughs> and God actually knew that we're going to leave, leave Minneapolis. And we didn't know that at that stage that we're going to leave Minneapolis. So when it comes to the time that we relocate, we say, okay, Father, we're going to pray now for a house. What we want. We need a house. And you're going to give us the desires of our heart. All right? So we, I said, okay, sweetheart, let's pray. Let's talk to the Father about the house that we want. 
So we begin to pray. She, she throw in a pool and she throw in, and I know what we qualify at the bank. Are you with? She begin to throw in a pool and she throw in a hot tub. And, and I'm like, okay, whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't say it that way, but during the prayer, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, oh God, she's, she's way out, way out there now. Okay, we need to reel her back, you know. And while, while we, we were praying and we would talk about these things, and next moment the father, say, the father said to me, yeah, and you are limiting me. You know, our desire always was to have like two, three acres. We are not like living right next to people. <laughs> I love to be sometimes just do my thing on my own property. Are you with me? <laughs> so I won't tell you what I'm doing on my own. But anyway, just go f- phone us before you visit, please. <laughs> tell us we will be there in a half an hour. Okay, don't just show up. Anyway, I'm joking. Um, we are decent. So, so we, we, we came down on this house that stands on a three-acre lot with a pool. Perfect, just as we wanted. It's not a small little pool. It's a big pool. <laughs> and it's a nice pool. Privacy fences, everything. And this house is in a divorce dispute. And we just know we can't buy it. But our real estate agent says, you know what? Because the house is not up to appraisal. So she went, she bought the house, and she bring it up to appraisal. And in that process, me and Kathy could choose the colors of the house, the carpets and things. We go in, and then, but what she didn't know is that we didn't have the money to buy that house. (laughs) We qualified, but we didn't have a deposit. We We had nothing, man. Woo, Jesus. Guess what? The Father provided. We live in that house. Because, and we are, we are doing renovations in that house. It, it needs quite renovations. It's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful house, big house. And uh, we, are, we have changed the one bathroom. We, we, have, we have to do one more bathroom. We want to do the kitchen over and stuff like that. Most of the stuff I do myself. And, um, but we are happy, but it's just... Is just don't limit the Father. See, your thought life and the things that you... See, the world tell me this is what you got. I look at what the banks say. The banks say this is what you got. Are you with me? But God say, no, this is what I got. Are you with me? And, and we, we got we to... Gotta, your thought life limit God. And I'm not talking only about a house. I mean, what about church growth? What about... Um, what about your family? What about the desires of your heart? What about God wants the best for you? But first of all, He wants to restore your secret place. The place where the two of you commune, where you hang out. Are you with me? <laughs> the one guy posted on Facebook the other day. He said, Father, um, let me win the lotto. I promise I will not change. <laughs> I think it worked the other way around. I think if we, if, we, if we understand the riches that we have inside and how rich we are in God, God can give us anything. You know, it's, it's, not, it's not that we put the, em- when we put the emphasis on what's out there, I want that, I want that, then, then you function in lust. Are you with me? But if you function from the desires of your heart, it's a different ball game. Because your desires is created by God. Because God lined your desires up with your journey and your unique design. Amen? It's so true. But okay, I'm reading further here. And this is what he say there. So um, it's not, not, for indeed can, can so then those who are of the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh. Say, I'm not in the flesh. You are not in the flesh, man. I love that. He make a statement. He say, do the Christians here. But in the spirit. Say, I'm in the spirit. See, if you need to realize as a child of God, I am in the spirit. I right now have heaven on my side. I have the kingdom. I'm not just put on this earth. 
My thought life, when it lines up with the kingdom, it has an energy field to begin to draw everything to me that I need. Thank you, Jesus. If indeed God, the Spirit of God dwells in you, for now if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. Now that's a wrong translation. That the scripture, actually the original scripture say that he, he do, not, do not know who he is, does not know the Spirit of God. That's what it really say in the original Greek. You know, he don't know who he is as a person, but the Spirit of God is in him. Doesn't mean he don't belong. It's a wrong translation. Go and check it out for yourself. Where were we? Um, and if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin. Thank you, Jesus. But the Spirit is life because of righteousness. Say, I'm righteous. You are not a sinner. You are the righteousness of God. That means you have been made right with the kingdom of God. The moment that you believe in Jesus and you accept Him as your Lord and Savior, in that moment you become right with heaven because you were wrong with heaven. He made you right with heaven. He made you right with the kingdom. You are one with the kingdom now. Amen. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through the spirit who dwells in you. I want to say to you something here this morning. I honestly believe that that passage got a lot to do with your thinking. Amen. And I honestly believe that the resurrection power that is in you right now can lift your thoughts that's in the gutter out of it. And bring you to a place that your thoughts is above and not beneath. Amen? That's the power of resurrection that is in you. So if you have thoughts that is controlling you in any area, rejection, unworthiness, hurts of the past, I'm stuck. You feel like that sometimes. I'm stuck. I can't go forward. It's like I'm, I'm like stuck. I'm shy. I can't go further. I'm shy. I, 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 I don't have the confidence yet. I'm stuck. I'm telling you, it's a lie. You have the Spirit of Christ in you. You have the, the Spirit that raised Jesus from the, from the dead. It lifts you out of that. Amen. It's not what they think about you. It's what God thinks about you. Yes, sir. Amen. Man, me and Kathy come a long way with, with things like that to overcome what people think of us and overcome what, where we have failed in the past. And God just did this amazing, amazing work in us. Amen. Um, spirit knowledge come from within. And your senses always relate to what's going on in the environment. Amen? So your thoughts is going to inspire your feelings. <laughs> Faith is to your spirit. I'm just making statements here. Faith is to your spirit what your senses is to your body. You see that? Faith sees things from God's perspective. Just as your senses see things in the natural. See, this is what could have happened with those guys when they, when they saw the giants. They could have seen it from God's perspective, from faith. Say, no, you're small, you're breakfast. We're going to take you out. Are you with me? Joshua and Caleb think that way. They were that way. So it doesn't matter what your circumstances is here this morning. Can I tell you something? You and yourself is not big. But you and God together is big. You're big. You're big, man. You're bigger than that thing. Whatever it is that is, that is haunting you, whatever it is that is coming after you, that is haunting you in your thoughts. Amen? We don't give place to fear. Pre uh, uh, faith is not something that, that you have a five-minute mo moment with God. That's not faith. Faith is a constant awareness of who you are in God and you in God. What is unbelief? Unbelief is not to see you the way that God sees you. That's unbelief. But faith is really to see yourself the way that God sees you. Thank you, Jesus. 
So they underestimated their salvation. So here's the thing, and I'm going to begin to close down with this. Here's the thing that is very important that I think you need to listen to me. The biggest favor that you can do yourself in this life is to bring your thoughts to rest. To bring them into a place of rest. To bring them into a place of, of peace. Your thoughts. Your thought life play a huge, huge role. How many of you have sometimes in the past made decisions out of fear? <laughs> I have done that. Made decisions because I got pressure on me and I'm under pressure and now I have to make a decision and I make the wrong decisions. Thank you, Jesus, that even if there is pressure in the world, we can still have peace in here and look at this situation different. So, um, so when God took Israel into the promised land. He, he said to them, I give you the land. See, I've given you the land. The gospel was preached to them. See, I give you the land. <laughs> but it was not really the land. What God was actually saying to them is, see, I give you rest. Because the promised land is a land of rest. How many of you agree with me that all the promises is yes and amen in Christ Jesus so the promised land have now arrived in you. Thank you, Jesus. The promises is already yes and amen in you in Christ Jesus. It's not something that's out there. When will God fulfill his promises? No. Walk this thing. This very thing that you find out that makes you alive. Go and do that because that's what makes you. You know what makes me alive? It makes me alive to minister to people. It's, it's just a fact. I was not like that. When I was unsaved and I was working correctional services, what made me, uh, what made me really, I can't say alive, but make me feel good is to hurt other people. It's a fact. Then God saved my soul. Today, I'm in the place that I want to make people alive. Are you with me? I want to lift them up. I, I, I get excited when I can preach. <laughs> I get it doesn't matter how big the crowd is, small, big crowd, doesn't matter. I get excited when we can minister to people. It makes me alive. Some, I don't know what you are doing in this life. What you do makes you alive. Amen? It affects other people's lives. Whatever you do is going to affect other people's lives. So God created the earth. And um, the Bible says in Genesis 1.31, God, the Bible says, then God saw everything that he had made and indeed that it was very good. <laughs> and then evening and morning were the sixth day and thus the heavens and the earth and all the host of them were finished. Say finished. And then it says in verse Genesis 2 verse 2, it says, and the seventh day God ended his work which he has done. He had rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had done. The thing is, God didn't rest because he was exhausted. God rest because he was satisfied. Hallelujah. It was, everything was finished and God rest because he was satisfied. When you come into God's rest, you suddenly realize you are satisfied. See, the Sabbath is actually the celebration of the finished work of God. It's the celebration of perfection. So when we talk about Sabbath, when we talk about the rest, it's the celebration of perfection. Woohoo! I'm perfect. Come on, man. You are perfect in God's eyes. Do we have flaws in the flesh and make mistakes in the flesh? Sure we do. But that doesn't define you. What defines you is that by one offering you have been made perfect. That means you don't have a sin conscience anymore. You don't have to toil anymore to get what you want or strive to get what you want. You rest in Him because in Him all things is already provided. Right now, all things is already provided. And as we walk in our journey, it's released <laughs> as you need it. Thank you, Jesus. You know what is powerful? Um, you know what is really powerful? 
in uh, uh, Psalm 23, we, we, we read that passage. Some of you can quote it. Some of you can sing that passage. <laughs> it says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want or I shall not lack. Okay? He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. And my soul is my intellect, which is my thinking, my will, and my emotions. You restore it, okay? Um, he leads me in the path of righteousness for His namesake. So, verse, verse 2 and 3, He says that He leads me beside still waters. Hallelujah, Jesus. So, by the waters of reflection, my soul remembers who I am. Remember the story of the Lion King when he looked into the water and he see the reflection of his father and himself there in the water? And it's when we have a mirror reflection by looking into Jesus, you'd be discover who we are in Christ. Are you with? We remember who we are. See, the Bible say, Put, do this in remembrance of me. <laughs> the original Greek means... Um, do this in, in, in re reality. Okay, let me put it this way. The guy who was hanging on the cross with Jesus, when he say, think of me today when you go into paradise. And, Je and Jesus says, oh, he says to Jesus, sorry, remember, remember me when you go into paradise. Jesus said, today you will be with me in paradise. That word remember, as he says, put me together in the original Greek. When we use Holy Communion, it actually means you have put me together in remembrance of me, how he put us together. <sighs> Thank you, Jesus. You've been perfected, man. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Why did I say that to you? Because the word agape, God is love, amen? So the word agape is rooted in the word agapao. Aga means to lead like a shepherd and power means rest. Did you know that God's love is rooted in the fact that He want to lead you into rest? He want to lead you into perfection. He want to celebrate with you perfection. This is what love is. Love is, I'm not going to leave you where you are. I'm going to bring you into perfection. That's love. That's why Jesus is the great shepherd that is leading you. He's leading us. Thank you, Father. You have the power to overcome your thoughts. Why? Because it's not you in your strength that is doing it. It is you that surrender to His strength in you. And you say, thank you, Jesus, that my thought life, my secret place is restored. I think like you think. See, Paul say, I send you Timothy because he... Is like-minded. <laughs> Are you with me? Don't you think it's awesome to hang out with people that's like-minded? You know, we can disagree, that's fine. But I mean, when it comes to reality of who we are in Christ, that's why the Bible say that the sharing of your faith may become effective by the acknowledgement of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus, Philemon 1.9. That's a powerful statement right there. Your sharing of your faith is effective when you acknowledge that there is only good things in you. And the word acknowledge is, is, is epigenusko. That means, epi means over and above all other knowledge. Oh, thank you, Jesus. The world say you are a nobody. God say, no, you are somebody. The world say you are a bad person. God say, no, you are as righteous as I am. It's a different ballgame. I read you two more verses. Peter say, and Paul, or whoever wrote the book of Hebrews, I close down with this. He say, for you were like sheep going astray, but have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. You know, there's a powerful promise in that. Is that Jesus is overseering my soul. <laughs> that means he's not leaving. He said, whoa, 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 your soul, come on. I'm, I'm leading your soul out of the darkness. Yeah. 
out of that thought patterns and thought life that you got. I'm leading you out. Amen? Um, last verse. Hebrews 13, verse 20 to 21. Now may the God of peace who brought up our Lord Jesus from the dead, thank you, Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep through the blood of the everlasting covenant make you complete in every good work to do His will, working in you what is well-pleasing in His sight through Jesus Christ to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. That's a powerful passage right there. The good works that he is talking about is not works of the law. It's not works trying to, get, uh, 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 trying to become righteous. Good works is works flowing out of Christ. It is, it is, it's easy. It's liberating. It's not difficult. Amen? So your thoughts, just lastly to say to you, your thoughts are your sanctuary, your sacred place. It's your secret place. Love your thoughts. How many of you love dark thoughts? Nobody, nobody loves dark thoughts. But if we have enlightened thoughts, we love our thoughts. Amen? Only you and God know your thoughts. Nobody else. That's the secret place. And the Father is restoring that. And this morning, if you sit here and you struggle with thoughts that come from time to time as it's overpowering you in whatever area it is, and you struggle to let go of it, I'm telling you right now, the power of the Holy Spirit is here. The power of the Holy Spirit is in you to set you free of those thoughts and bring you to a place that you begin to think the way that the Father thinks, the way that Jesus thinks. That your thinking is... That doesn't mean that we don't discern stuff in life. Are you with me? Because we discern good from evil. Because evil things happen all the time around us. And that's why we have discerned, we discern good and evil in us too. Okay, whoa, 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 that thought is not from God. I'm sorry. It doesn't give me peace at all. So we discern things in life. That, that's what it means. So our thoughts is silent words that only God and you hear. And those words affect your inner being. It affects your health. It affects your joy. It affects your total attitude. A lot of people. Um, have sicknesses in their bodies just because of the anxious thoughts, living in fear. Their thoughts is based on anxious things. They, they were living in, my mother lived in fear. Oh my goodness, my mother fear. Oh my. I had to be set free of that stuff. She feared everything. I mean, <laughs> it was unreal. She went way beyond this. My sister didn't show up when she was in college my sister said, I will be there at 4 o'clock, and suddenly it's 5 o'clock. My mother began to call all police stations and all hospitals. And she began to already see, see her in an ambulance, see a car accident. That, that's where her mind went, you know. When we had the thunderstorm in, in our community, she would stand in the hallway straight up like this. All the, all the mirrors was covered with blankets because she was afraid that the, the thunder and lightning can hit the mirror and come straight to her. <laughs> it's like she was, and then, and then and this is the time that I take advantage of it because <laughs> I can walk around in the kitchen and eat out of the fridge as I like and she stand there and scream at me and I'm like, yeah, yeah it's so good. It's, the storm is passing and, and I'm eating cake and all kinds of things I'm not allowed to eat. I'm just making a joke, but, 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 Many people are, are sick because of dark thoughts. They're emotionally sick. And it affects their organs. It affects their whole life. Jesus is in the business of restoring your secret place. Because he wants to commune with you there. He wants to, to function around your thoughts. He wants to give you creative thoughts in this world. So let's stand this morning. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Did that mean anything to you this morning? Yes, so good. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah, Jesus. Holy Spirit, we just thank you that you are the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead and that you are dwelling in us. And thank you that we awake in our thought life to your thoughts, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for every person here this morning 
that is struggling in certain areas with thinking that this is a turning point for them today, an absolute turning point, that you and that the secret place become completely enlightened in their heart and mind to the glory of your name. Thank you, Holy Spirit, right now. Right now, Holy Spirit, if you are out there this morning standing there and you struggle with certain thoughts that is overpowering you in the area of anxiousness, whatever dark thoughts it is, whatever you struggle with this morning, and if you want, you want us to minister to you, just come to the front. Let's see what the Holy Spirit is doing. Let's trust the Holy Spirit. And um, let's minister to you this morning, if you don't mind. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Anybody sick here this morning also that needs prayer, uh, ministry for healing? Uh,